What's up, everybody? Johan here. Cannot wait to share this new episode with you. My amazing friend, my brother, Dave Fox, he's going to share his experience through taking a challenge. It's a mindset challenge, a body challenge. And one of the things he has to keep going is 75 days without drinking alcohol. Dave is the CEO of Focus Global Talent Solutions. He's married to his beautiful wife, Brittany, and he is going to share his experience of what it's like to, to feel the pressure of being an entrepreneur, to deal with the temptation of, of uh, drowning uh, some of that edge, uh, that pressure in alcohol, and the ability to be able to go on a challenge, not just to remove something for the sake of it, but really to grow even further. He's been on uh, the 75 hard challenge for about 68 days now. When we recorded this episode, it was about 40, 40 days in. I cannot wait for the the amazing knowledge bombs that he's going to drop on us. So without further ado, here's the intro and then the episode. So the big question is this, how do men who are leaders, entrepreneurs, single, married, fathers, sons, how do we find the way to remove alcohol from our drinking and have it be the catalyst to transform the way we think, perform, work, live, and love? That's the question, and this podcast will help you find that answer. Welcome, Dave Fox, to the Drink Like a Man podcast show. How's it going, man? I am so excited to have you here. We're here in Denver, Colorado, in a conference, and I get to interview for us today my good friend, my brother, which I just introduced. I'm so excited to share his story. It's a little different than some of the guests we've had, but I'll let him tell that, so we'll get right into it. Dave, I just wanted to ask you, could you share with our audience who you are and what are some of your passions? So I am the founder and CEO of Focus Global Talent Solutions. It is a niche IT staffing company that was founded in January 2018 and helps companies find the hardest to find technologists that really drive innovation forward in a company. So we work on the cutting edge with like AI and data science business intelligence analytics, and digital marketing technologies. Those are our three verticals we focus on. And we're continuing to expand into to new verticals as we find new things that are really pushing the envelope on what, what's happening within the technology world. I love that. And I know uh, you, you actually have a unique setup because you you co-lead this this mission, this, this place with someone very special. Yeah, yeah. So my wife, Brittany, um, founded the business with me. She's amazing. Um, she is probably the only thing that keeps me sane running a business because there's a lot of things that you don't know, but having her there um, is really cool. And I think for a lot of people, it's funny because you think about like running a business with your spouse. And I've talked to so many people that are like, that would never work for us. But for us, it works perfectly. We just, we love being together. We love building something together. And we have the same vision for, for what we're trying to create. So doing it with, you know, your best friend is really fun. I love that. Yeah. One of the things that, in, in your vision and in your work and something that I've been inspired and encouraged by you always in, in our time that we've gotten to know each other is it's 
it's such a big vision, but at the same time, there's so much that goes with it. Could you share like some of the responsibilities that you deal with and some of the, so many people counting on you? Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, our team, we started out in the second bedroom of our condo and I actually started my business by accident. Um, technically that's funny to say it like that, but, um, I was planning on starting a business with this partner and through a series of events that fell through, but I had already quit my job and I walked away from a very good income and all of a sudden I was like, shoot, what am I going to do? So, so Britt and I, we, we, you know, inked the business, got some phones and just started calling people and, and working our networks and, you know, things started to progress. We started getting some money coming in and, and all of a sudden we had some people in our house that were like working out of our house. We had three people coming to our house every day and I was like, man, we need to get out of here. So we moved into a Regis office and then we got our own office that was built for us over a course of six months. So now we have like 11 people a year and a half later um, and are planning on growing that to 22 in the next 12 months. So um, it's, it's, it's been pretty, pretty drastic growth. That's amazing. So many people counting on you and so much responsibility. I know that sometimes, at least in, especially in my past, like one of the ways to cope with all that pressure, with all that re- responsibility, I never had uh, any responsibilities in an in a enterprise like that. But definitely I know what it's like to feel that pressure. And, and a lot of times I would resort to alcohol to kind of like take the edge off to at the end of the day to unwind. Is that something that, that is part of your life? Uh, and, and how and how does alcohol, I guess, uh, relate? A glass of wine, maybe some whiskey or something like that. How does that relate to you? I mean, it definitely has been part of my life. Um, as of recently, though, I'm doing this challenge where um, we're not drinking for 75 days. <laughs> so um, I'm day 40 into it now. And that's just part of the challenge. It's actually five things that's pretty comprehensive. But um, but yeah, so it's it's been interesting to see how kind of having that as something that could help you out and, and help you cope during really stressful times, and now it's, it's not there, so. Wow. Yeah. So uh, how did you decide to, to go on this 75 hard challenge, or, or, which entails going alcohol-free for 75 days? Yeah, so let, maybe we should just explain how the challenge yeah, works yeah. for the, for the people. So. Um, you have to do five things and you have to stick to it for the whole 75 days. You can't cheat once because if you do, you have to start over. And I'm the type of guy that wants 75 days, not 75 years. So you could start over a lot of times. Um, but anyway, so the first thing is you have to choose a diet and stick to it and no alcohol. So that's where that comes through. Um, you cannot cheat on your diet at all. So this isn't one of those those diets where like, oh, five days a week, you know, I stick to something strict in the night eat whatever I want for two, like that doesn't work on this. You have to pick a diet and stick to it 100% to a T. The second one is you have to um, work out two times a day, mm. every single day for 45 days straight. And one of the workouts has to be outside. They each have to be 45 minutes each. So um, that's the second part. The third part is you have to drink a gallon of water a day. Um, and then the fourth part is you have to read 10 pages of a personal development or business book. And the fifth part is you have to take a, a progress picture every single day. So that's, that's the challenge as a whole. So for me, um, obviously you can't drink on the challenge, but the reason I decided to do this challenge is because um, I listened to a podcast and I just realized that I'm very mentally weak. Mm. Um, I think I've accomplished a lot of things so far um, in my life, but I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Mm. And you know, they say um, accomplishing anything is really 
uh, 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. And a lot of, so, so I think so often we're working on the mechanics of things, the strategies of things, when really the 80-20 rule says that if 80% of it is psychology, we should be working on our, our mental game. And this is not a fitness challenge, it's a mental toughness challenge. So um, for us, Brittany and I decided to do it together, which again, it's been very helpful having somebody doing it with you. But right now traveling, I'm on my own doing it and it's hard. Um, so I think um, it's just it's just really been an exercise in discipline and, and mental toughness. And 40 days in, it's still quite difficult, but I'm starting to really have habits in gray now and, and, you know, my routine of getting this done every single day. That's awesome. So in, re- in relation to, to specifically the, the removing of the alcohol portion, which, uh, again, an overall challenge that's just amazing and extremely hard, what have been some of the hardest obstacles that you've seen to overcome when alcohol would kind of be part of like either a social gathering or at the end of the day or how you interact typically with people? Like what are some of the things that you've noticed that have been the hardest to just be like, wow, I'm, I'm so used to having a glass of wine or a glass here. Like what, what have been some of those things? So I think at first, you know, there would be days where you'd have a really stressful day and you'd be like, man, this is going to be, you know, kill a bottle of wine tonight type of night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we would, we would probably do that a few times a week. You know, we really like wine. So we would, you know, we have like a little collection and stuff like that. So so not doing that at first just felt a little bit strange, but at this point it's, it's not really an issue. Um, I think the other times are strange is just when you're going out with people or on the weekend, you know, like on a Friday night, you'd have a drink or two. So just not doing that, it, it's definitely a little bit different, but... I mean, it's fine. I don't, I don't really think there's any problem with it not doing it. And I think there's a stigma a lot of what people think might be um, people's perception of you, but I, I don't really think people care, honestly. People are so concerned about themselves, they don't care if you're not drinking. I love that insight because sometimes that's the biggest fear. That, that part where I'm just, someone's going to ask me and I'm not going to know what to say and then I'm just going to be like, oh, I was just messing around or, or, or yeah. I, I succumb to it. So I love that you touched into it because it's sometimes so much bigger in my head than in reality. Yeah. So being someone that does socialize a lot, that you meet a lot of people, that you have to talk to a lot of people in social scenarios like bars, like restaurants, where someone orders something, when you do order something, have you had people ask you and what is kind of like your response sometimes? Um, I haven't really had people ask me because I've been pretty good at just getting like a... Um, a um, sparkling water with a lime which looks really much like a drink and most people don't know you know um so honestly that hasn't really been a big of an issue that's good yeah that's good and what what have been some of the benefits that you've seen because we we both know and i know we talked previously about like physically it's just or chemically alcohol putting it into our body calorically there's just so many downsides to it yeah what have been some of the benefits you've seen 40 days in now where you can feel it? Well, I think, you know, you start to realize, especially as you get older, you hear about it like, you know, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to like party hard as a teenager, right? And we'd go out, we'd drink like 10, 12, 15 beers in a night. I wouldn't even be hung over the next day. And now as an adult, um, you know, obviously I'm not out to abuse alcohol like that. But when I would drink, you know, sometimes you drink like, you know, four or five drinks, you know, over the course of an entire night and it hits you the next day and you wouldn't be feeling very good. It, you know, sometimes it's even less than that. I think there's a lot of factors that, that, um, 
determine that. But it's just like you feel it the next day. Even if you didn't like really feel anything that night, you can still end up the next day feeling lethargic or a little bit out of it. So I think just from that standpoint, you know, never feeling that way is really nice. And knowing that, um, you know, there's not going to be anything getting in, in the way of your other goals. Because sometimes you can, you know, you can make compromises even even on a small scale just to like be like oh i'm having a couple drinks tonight so you know work out tomorrow instead of getting up at six i'll get up later in the morning and things like that so that type of thing is not happening that's awesome yeah mindset that's something that you started off the conversation with yeah for someone who's looking to remove alcohol for a challenge for a a specific period of time which you're doing what are some of the recommendations or some of the I guess advice you would give someone on how to prepare before and during that you found during this this challenge or during these steps that you've taken or some advice that you could pass on. So I think with anything, you need to know what your outcome is, right? So there's going to be probably some people listening to this that know they have a problem with alcohol. If you have a problem with alcohol, you should just stop drinking, right? If you don't, or maybe you're like, hey, you know, I just want to see what it's like without it. Like, try it. It doesn't have to be something that's forever. And you never know, like you might be like, Hey, life's way better without it. But it is you need to know what your outcome is. If, if you're just like, Hey, if, if you're just halfway into something, it's not going to be anything that's ever going to change. So a change takes place over a significant period of time. That's why this challenge is 75 days. Anybody can go a week without doing something, right? Anybody can go a few days without doing something. But to not do something that's kind of become a habit for you over a sustained period of time, that's what really builds the muscle of discipline. So you need to know what, what it is that you want to do and why you want to do it. Awesome. Is there anything that maybe I haven't asked that you'd like to share with our audience today? Um, it's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. One one thing that that I uh, what you said right at the end kind of just took me back. Where it's like, hey, if you have a problem with drinking or have a problem with alcohol, you should probably stop. And being someone, then you know me for a while now. Being someone who who I kind of thought I had a problem and then I really knew I had a problem and I just didn't know how to stop it. My story is a little different and and I'm part of a 12 step recovery program, but sometimes that, that, that like, well, I know I need to stop, but just like, what are the tools? And, and I've told you that that's one of the reasons why we've started this podcast, just because I want to have an answer for people on how other people have started that maybe in other areas where you think that you have seen that there's a problem and it just seems bigger than you. What, what are some of the things that maybe you typically do to kind of like reach out for help when you, when you know it's bigger than you? What are some of the tools that maybe you feel that have helped you overcome stuff like that? Yeah, I think it's just one being, being really honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And the best thing is you just, need to, you just need to realize that the best way to get rid of something in your life is to make it really difficult to do. So, um, for instance, I used to play video games a lot, um, and I felt that this was something that impeded me in my journey to, um, to become the best that I could be. So when I think of the best version of myself, I'm like, I don't see myself sitting around playing video games all the time. So finally, like the best move for me 
was sell my my PlayStation. So I haven't had that in my life anymore. And it's like, so it's not a thing. And this is like five years later. So it's it's not really a thing anymore. And that's that's the best way. So like if, if you're somebody that struggles with something like alcohol, you need to get it out of your house and just get it, get it away from you. And it's not saying you're never going to be around it because you can't avoid something like that in our current society. But you can get yourself into a situation where it's just like not really around for you. And those are the best ways when you make it very difficult for yourself to come into contact with it. And it doesn't have to be forever. It's just during this initial period where your body needs to kind of realign and adapt to um, to a new environment. That's why they put people in drug rehabs, man, right? Because they need to get you completely out of that environment mm. so that you can actually be off of it for a little while. And then they can put you back in and you should hopefully, ideally, based on the... the scientific studies be strong enough to withstand it obviously that doesn't always work like that but you know it shows you that you can be off right awesome talking about outcomes i know with the 75 hard challenge one of the things i'd love to do is to interview you and Brittany at the end i'd love to hear her opinion too what what are some of the goals or outcomes that you envision after you finish this 75 hard well i think the biggest thing is just realizing that um we can do a lot more than we think we can do. Um, it's very easy to become comfortable in life. And for me, you know, um, well, this is true for everyone. If you're not growing, you're dying. So when you are in a situation where you're not feeling challenged or you're not growing, like that's where the growth happens. You need to embrace those things. I was, um, and you need to be able to look at problems and see new problems as growth, right? So the other day, um, I'm, I just entered into my first kind of like legal battle with a client. Mm. This has never happened before. You know, I'm getting a legal letter and, you know, a lot of people would be really frustrated and stressed out because of that. But I'm like, look, this just shows that I got a brand new problem and I'm achieving a new level in my life. And, you know, this is just the way it is here. Like, you know, successful people are going to get sued from time to time or in lawsuits. Right. And you need to accept that and just know that that's just the way it is and have good strategies and counsel and stuff to deal with things like that so um yeah i think it's just constantly getting yourself into places where you're uncomfortable and seeking to grow dave thank you so much for joining us today thank you for all your insight your advice cannot wait to have you back have an awesome day awesome good deal thanks again for joining us today so grateful if you liked what you heard, please subscribe to us on the platform that you're currently listening to on the podcast. Remember, there's going to be new episodes every Monday. And I just want to say thank you for your time and have an amazing day.